Welcome to another live episode of Gov Geeks Assemble. Today we'll be talking about career growth and development. Or what got you here won't get you there. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Javier. And I'm Karen. And together we are the Gov Geeks. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. We go live every Thursday at six o'clock to talk about career development in the public sector. We truly care about public servants getting in and getting ahead in government and really finding fulfillment in the work of public service. So Karen, what are we talking about this week? So we're talking about career development and growth. Exactly. Yeah, it's interesting because in our careers, just like in education, there's this thought or an idea that if we perform well, we're going to be able to advance to the next level just by the merits of our performance. Right. Somebody's just going to notice you and be like, oh, A plus, 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 plus. plus. Yeah, it's like in a Christmas story. I love that movie. And so we carry this thought of the idea about doing well and then hoping that we're going to get qualified for the next position. But oftentimes that just really isn't the case. Right. It's not an automatic thing. It's not an automatic thing, mainly because the work that you're doing at one level isn't the same type of work that you're going to do at that next level as well. Karen, you have progressed so much throughout your career. You had a lot of different skills and opportunities for growth. How is it that you were able to manage going from one area and then moving up to like a management position and doing something in another area? Um, well, I think, you know, in kind of segues into our first topic here. Um, you kind of have to take a step back and identify any skill gaps that, that you have. Or if you're meeting with mentors, which we're huge on mentorship, Absolutely. right? So what I've done is I've recognized people who have had a very quick trajectory and who I admire um, their work and their way of leadership and everything. So I would, you know. My, my tie was a little, it was a little off. It was like this for a second, wasn't it? <laughs> I thought that was on purpose. Uh, I know. Hopefully you guys like the tie. Hopefully it pops. It has enough popcorn on it. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt. Please continue. I mean, definitely interrupt for, you know, bow tie. I love this bow tie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so no, like you really just want to find those people and have those conversations. And that's really what I did was, what what do you suggest, um, you know, how, how did your career progress? Understanding that you are not the same as somebody else. Your path will be different. Right. But it helped to understand maybe some things that I was missing or needed to learn more about. Um, one thing that I did notice was I needed to learn to let go. So what I mean by that is I was at a point in my career, I had been there for a while, I was seen as the subject matter expert, the SME. Um, I had created you know, certain things and had my um, you know, stamp of um, you know, the work that I had done and created for the organization. And so I was just, you know, again, seen as this expert. And it was, you know, a good feeling, right, to be approached with, you know, all these questions and my advice and um, things like that. And so it was tough. It was really tough to get away from that. Right. 
and try to go on to do something else that I mean nothing about. And that's kind of been the trend. Every time I do something new, it's uncharted territory for me. So not only do I gain new skills, um, but I, it, I'm getting out of my comfort zone, which also helps. Because you're more focused, you know, you're not complacent, and you just um, have that intensity where you are a little bit, you know, more driven and focused. And so I think that's what I have done. Um, that seems to have worked. Yeah, clearly it's worked. Exactly. Right. And, and everything that we're sharing is based upon our own experiences, what we've done, what we've seen, our mentors that we've worked with. I mean, we wouldn't say this if we didn't know that it worked, right? And it's interesting because I heard you mention about the growth zone or growth point. So this is a regular roll of tape, but I just wanted to illustrate uh, this idea about that. So there's three basic areas. The first in the middle is kind of our comfort zone. You know exactly what's going on. You know what to do. You're the subject matter expert. You go a little bit outside of that and then you get into the growth zone. And the growth zone, you're not necessarily the expert and everything, but that's the point. You're learning more and more about it. So the more you stay in the growth zone and you learn and develop, your inner circle of comfort grows out. And so you have this greater degree of expertise that you're able to offer. And I will say that one of the challenging things to this is that in addition to the comfort zone and the growth zone, you also have the danger zone. Mm -hmm. And this is where sometimes you bite off more than you can chew. And really you find yourself in a situation where you're not learning, you're not growing, uh, because it's just this dangerous so, area. Yeah. yeah. So learning how to balance yourself in between what is growth, what is danger, and what is comfort allows you to kind of expand those goals in those areas. Right. And I think it's it's having that growth mindset. Where right. if you're not, you know, growing or if you're not learning, you're not growing. So, you know, I'm constantly trying to learn more things and trying new things, reading, and it just, I think, helps expand um, that zone. Yeah. And, and then also, you know, back to the point that we're, we're talking about, you need to recognize that there's different types of skills that are required for this next level. So I think a lot of times people say, you know, oh, this person has been doing the job for 20 years, for five years, for 30 years, I mean, whatever the amount is. But just because you have established yourself as an expert in that area doesn't necessarily mean that you have the skills in order to do the next area that's up there. So what you have to do is continue to move out of the comfort zone, get into the growth zone, learn a little bit more about what you need to do at that next job level, establish some competencies, and that allows you to be able to be qualified to move on to the next level from there. Right. As you're talking about, all I can think about is um, Archer. Right, danger, danger zone. zone. So you don't want that. Um, <laughs> and as we're talking, it's also reminiscent of the other thing uh, to keep in mind. And what I have to also learn is not only are you stepping back from being that subject matter expert, but you're also giving other people a chance. <laughs> other people a chance, um, you know, to speak. Right. Uh, no, but other people. <laughs> You're giving other people a chance to learn that skill, to train them so they are the next me, so that they have the opportunity to grow. So it's not just about you and your growth, right. but how are you helping others to also grow with you? Well, you know, that that's a fantastic point because as you're making this space safe for another person to grow into, you're creating a growth zone for someone. 
And that really is an indication of strong leadership. And so that leadership base would allow you to be able to then function at that next level. So once you go on to the next level and you know that individuals that are coming through behind you are trained and they have enough growth and everything, they can handle that sort of work. And plus, because you've been there, you've established the relationship with them, you've worked with them as you've gone through your career. I mean, that's just a strong network as mm -hmm. well, because what you want to be able to do is to continue to grow in your career as well. So that individual could then train another person. So as you begin to move up, they can now then have the opportunity to move up as well. And so on. Yeah. And so on. And that at the end of the day is what leaders do because leaders lead leaders and managers lead people. If a good leader is going to create other leaders to continue to, to rise in the organization, and that's really how you get influence. That's how you determine uh, accomplishments and successes. Because really, at the end of the day, once you get to that higher level and you have that many more responsibilities, you can't do all of the work on right. your you own. You can't get into the weeds. You have to have that um, helicopter view. Yeah, you have to trust that other people can do it. And you know, how many times have we worked with managers who, unfortunately, they really want to nitpick. They want to get in the weeds and micromanage <laughs> because that was their comfort zone. They knew how to get in there and do all of that work because they were comfortable in that area. Mm -hmm. And for them to have growth and success at their level, they have to be able to function at that level as well. Yeah, no, I mean, exactly. So it's a matter of having that um, opportunity to grow and help others grow. And that's a key point, as you were mentioning, the leadership factor. Right. Right. That's how you go from here to there is you start to develop those leadership skills. And those that's different than being the SME. Mm -hmm. So, and how many times have you know you've seen somebody who is an excellent worker be or right. excellent SME, excellent at what they do, and because of that, they're moved into a leadership position, and it doesn't go so well because they didn't have the soft skills that we've talked about before, right. the leadership aptitude. And, and there's the whole idea, like when you're able to create a comfort zone and a growth zone for other people to kind of grow into, you're learning and they are learning at the same time. And that's the type of soft skill development that once you get into these higher level positions, that's how you can help individuals. And then as you get into the senior service or the senior leadership positions, you're able to manage and mentor other leaders and how they can go about creating those safe spaces for everyone. And that is how you establish a really strong functioning culture of an organization as well rather than having a lot of really overworked, stressed out people in leadership positions that are worried more about doing the individual line item work rather than creating the opportunity for others to learn and grow in those roles as well. Right. So, um, yeah, on to the second point then. Uh, I know that, um, and looking at our notes here, um, What are you missing? <laughs> that's exactly what it is. <laughs> what a thought. What are you missing? Uh, and I think that this is like a gap analysis. Uh, Karen, you've done lots of like gap analysis work in evaluating your own career. How is that like for you? Well, you've heard me talk about this before. It's reflection. It's taking um, 360 um, surveys, right? That's where your peers, your mentors, um, your employees, they all do a survey of, you know, your leadership skills. and. It really helps because you don't know what you don't know. Right. So um, it's one of mine. I think um, 
a while back was that I had to learn how to say no. <laughs> That's a big thing, and it's hard. It is, and you know, I probably you want to do good work. You want to show that you can do it. You want to be a subject matter expert. You know, I can handle it, sort of a deal. Oh yeah, I think I'm running into that right now. Where I think I'm volunteering for too many things, but um, the help is needed, and I, I I want to help, and right now I can. So. Um, you know, I'm doing that. So maybe I need to take a step back and remember my feedback from a while ago um, to, you know, uh, learn how to say no. So I think those are valuable, though, to see how other people see you. Right. See how other people see you. And it's interesting because what I love about that is it's not necessarily the technical competency that is needed. Mm -hmm. When you have reflection, when you have feedback from others, you get a base level of knowledge about what your gaps are in your development. I think a lot of times people in their career growth, and we work on this all the time with our clients, they feel like they need more technical qualifications in order to more be qualified. Yeah. For a, a position that doesn't need more technical expertise. I mean, I've worked with people before that have doctorates, master's degrees, years and years of experience, certain certifications that's just really difficult to get. And yet in their mind, they think, I need more. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the intro, you know, oh, you know, I need to study more. I need another degree. Need more acronyms after my name. <laughs> and then that automatically is going to mean that I'm qualified for the next level. Just again, like in school, you know, I'm going to ace all of my exams and get the A plus, and then that's going to get me to the next level, the next grade. But that who who wants great. to be that kid that sits in the front of the <laughs> That's awesome, because that's, that's totally Karen. Yes, she would always rock all of the exams and everything. I heard one story at one point, she got a B, and it was, it was terrible. But only one. <laughs> only one. Okay. <laughs> I just remember how terrified we were when we had a class together. Oh, we start walking class. into the auditorium. And uh, I just keep on going because I'm going to sit in the front. Yep. And he's here like, where are you going? Exactly right. Yeah, you know, as soon as the bell rings, we got to get in line for lunch. So let's make sure we're towards the back so we can get even closer to the grub. Yeah. Well, I have different priorities, I guess. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I think that's where, you know, you can identify some of the things that you can do. Exactly. And again, just to really, really emphasize, it's not always the technical aspect that you need in order to get ahead. Consider other things. And we're talking a little bit more about soft skill development. So again, if you're doing 360 assessments, if you are looking at ways that you can better manage, uh, delegate, you know, those sorts of things. Soft skill development where you are uh, trying coaching skills, more communication. Think about ways that you can more interact with people. Because as you continue to move up in your career, it's less about managing activities or, or you know, objects or things that you can manipulate. It's more about managing the abstract. How do you encourage someone to really um, figure out how they can go ahead and solve a problem with an issue? What sorts of policies would be helpful or effective for an organization? What vision can you establish that would allow enough people to rally around to move an organization or culture forward? Those are the big things that happen at the next level rather than the individual activities as a, a subject matter expert. Right. And I would also say that, you know, one of the things that I've learned going through this is a lot of times, like, you know, you're saying it's not the, you know, actual technical um, expertise. And it's really just taking a look at what 
position and my going right? These are parts. Sometimes there is technical um, pieces that you need to have for certain positions. But again, we're, we are talking about, you know, leadership, which can happen no matter where you are. Right. It's not just at the GS 14, 15s, SES. It's all across the board, whether you're a 5, a 7, a 12. Leadership, you know, you're a leader wherever you stand. Mm -hmm. So don't let anyone ever tell you otherwise. It's just a matter of, um, you know, how you present yourself. Leadership is a verb. It's something that is in action and activity. It's something that is involved. It's fluid because you need to be able to use leadership to help rather than leadership being like a noun or a pronoun where a person is leadership. Mm -hmm. And you should do whatever they say because they are in leadership sort of role. So this bigger idea about trying to recognize this gap or asking yourself what's missing, it, you know, it kind of makes me think about like a, in, the infinity gauntlet, <laughs> right? So, you know, you have this infinity gauntlet and you're trying to collect these different stones in order to be able to advance what your capabilities are. Right. Not something so nefarious as and, you know, matters, yeah, but... Exactly. Yeah. Decimating half of the population in the entire universe. Right. No, nothing Not like, like that. that. That's a concept. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, once you have a certain stone or you have the gauntlet itself, you're not going to go out and try to figure out, well, how do I get more of that exact same stone again? Or how do I get another gauntlet then? No, you're focused on, well, what is the key piece that you are missing rather than, again, what do I need to do to get more of the same thing that I already have? Again, I need another master's degree. I need another certification sort of deal. Mm. Yeah. Not to say that those aren't important. Yeah. But but that's not necessarily, again, we're talking about what gets you from this level to the next level. And it's it's really just, you know, an important topic because, like, you're talking about in the beginning mm -hmm. where, you know, I'm going to be doing my work, doing it, you know, well, being a rock star, and somebody's going to notice me and just pull me up Tap to, me on the, shoulder yeah, say, to yeah. the front of the line. Like, oh, I've been watching you work, and here's this corner office, right? right? And it's, it's not only that, yes, you should be doing, you know, um, work well. You should be, you know, learning and being... Hard work at work worth doing. Exactly. But it's also, how else are you kind of networking right. and getting in front of the right people, right? Because oftentimes it's both of those things. I know we've heard of, you know, it's not... Um, what you do, but who you know, right? What you know, but who, yeah, you, know. What you, know, but who you know. And that, that's partly true because, you know, how many times has it happened for you where, you know, you're thinking of, gosh, there's this special project that, you know, I've been tasked with leading. And if only I had somebody who had, you know, this um, type of skill. And then you think, you're, oh, I remember when I had coffee, you know, with Steve, and he has this skill, and he is interested in doing something different. Or he recommended a person that, that mm -hmm. knows and feels that they're ready to move up. Yeah, because, I mean, decision makers for positions, they're not mind readers. They, they can't know for sure. There are some people that, you know, Karen and I have worked with both as clients as well as colleagues over the years, that they are more than happy just doing the work at the level that they are. Which is fine. That, Which that's is fine. perfectly fine too. Yeah. So, so why get a person like that and force them into a position that they don't even want to have or want to be? I mean, that, that's not a decision that a good leader would make. Right. So they need to know who in their network, who in their organizations are interested, who are available, and who are capable of being able to perform at that level. So making yourself 
known and available for these positions is what allows a person to kind of grow in an organization or in their career. It's not just like, oh, wow, look at this spreadsheet. This person is fantastic. Right. Give them an SES position right away. Exactly. Because I think of it, you're in an organization with 40,000 other people, right? It's, you know, the odds of somebody just randomly noticing you. Maybe that will happen. But odds are it won't unless you voice that you are ready for the next step. You're ready for a challenge. And somebody who has an opportunity can match what you do. Which kind of makes me think of our, our third point that we wanted to mention to you. Something related to uh, Dr. Strange here as well, but being humble and being committed to the work. So, you know, I mentioned Dr. Strange, but Karen, you've got a great perspective about how and why Dr. Strange, the you know neuroscientist, was able to become the Sorcerer Supreme. How did that happen? Right. And you may be thinking, Dr. Strange, you know, how is he humble? Well, he had a humbling experience, yeah. right? He was this, you know, high-rated neurosurgeon and, you know, his hands were just, you know, his um, everything. And he, you know, to be honest, took it for granted. Right. And even when he was on the phone, right, when he's driving in his, you know, expensive car. car and, you know, somebody's telling him about this um, uh, patient, you know, and Dr. Shane's like, ah, you know, I don't, you know. For me, it's not worth my time, right? Um, you know, so he saw himself as this, you know, audacious character that just, you know, was, uh, you know, didn't need the, the help from other people, didn't, you know, need to show uh, or um, pr prove himself to anyone. Um, he was the end-all, be-all, right? So then what happens? He essentially drives off the cliff and his hands, which is his livelihood um, get damaged and he can't do that anymore. And he can't do that, exactly. And then even later on when he's working with the then Sorcerer Supreme uh, to learn about these new ways, he's limited in what he can do and accomplish because he's coming from it from what he had from his previous right. perspective. He's focusing on getting that back. And he couldn't let go. Right. And that was what was holding him back. Right, let it go, right? Kind of like what we were talking about before with letting go of what you know you've accomplished thus far not forgetting about it but let's move on to the next chapter. it's just part of the growth process because again in, in the growth circle unless you're able to grow further you're limiting yourself to where you can go and what you can do and that might be safe and comforting but then at the same time you can't complain that you can't get much higher than that if that is where you're going to stay in your mindset and looking at this. so it's be humble be committed to the work uh, that you are working on in your career. And when you add all these things together, that allows a person to learn something more and to grow and develop. So again, what got you here won't get you there. It's a continual growth process for you to continue to, to grow and expand. And honestly, at the same point, if you think about life in general, isn't it a fantastic thing that you can continue to grow and develop and experience new things and learn more about something rather than just same old, same old, day in, day out sort of a deal? I mean, you're able to experience so much more in your career and your life, which is then what leads to fulfillment, which is one of the bigger things that we like to talk about from the Right. And sometimes it is sacrifice, right? It's giving up maybe... Um, you know, a special holiday and volunteering to help out with something or staying extra hours, um, working on a weekend, 
something like that that you know can um, set you apart sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. So those are three great areas. First, uh, recognize that new skills are needed or the idea to make sure that you are letting go, that you're able to grow beyond something rather than just continuing to hold on to everything. Second, asking yourself, really, what's missing? What is it that you need to get? And not being so much focused on what is technical and available like another degree, but really soft skills, other growth areas. And then lastly, being humble and being committed, staying focused to what it is that you know that you need to do and growing in your capacity for that next level. Because when people are making hiring decisions, they don't necessarily just look at what the person did in the past. They're trying to evaluate, well, how qualified can this person be to do the work of this position? Mm -hmm. So you have to demonstrate that you're not only performing here, but you've got the capacity to perform up here. And I love this graphic because at the end of the day, it's the same person and they're just reflecting back on themselves. It's just, how do you see your growth? Who is it actually that you are in your career to continue to expand and grow and yeah. evolve? Absolutely. You are more than just what you are reflecting back or what you are seeing in the shadow. You are greater than that. So allow yourself to grow and flourish, right? Yeah. And uh, a way to do that is to read. And there actually is a book on this exact topic, um, which is by Marshall Goldsmith. Um, I've already had it here, but I left it at my office. Yeah. So, um, which I have a whole stack of books over there. Always um, a good thing. Yeah. Right. And we got plenty of books all over the house, but we just <laughs> don't have that one book. Right. So, yeah, those are three great areas. And before we get to the questions from the Gov Geekdom, I just wanted to mention again the Gov Geek Challenge. This is a 14 day challenge that is starting in November. Uh, individuals that go through this, uh, at the end of it, they're able to walk away with a great process and structure to develop their resume, to ace their interviews, to have a great career growth and strategy, and to have an overall stronger perspective of fulfillment for their work and their career. 14-day challenge, it's only $49. Uh, the slots are almost filled up, but uh, we have a couple of slots still available, so if you're interested in signing up for this, that would be fantastic. Uh, we're intentionally keeping it to a small group so we can have more time and attention dedicated to everyone that's involved. So if you're interested, please go to thegovgeeks.com. And again, this is the GovGeek Challenge. All right, so let's go ahead and get to the questions from the GovGeek. All right, so the first question that we have really is all about uh, how much does a resume format even really matter? Uh, Karen, what would you say a resume format even matters? Well, as it pertains to um, the public sector, it matters because it will get kicked out of the system if it's not formatted. Your whole candidacy and availability will definitely get kicked out. Uh, and also in, at, at different levels as well. So if the computer doesn't like it, it can get kicked out. If the HR specialist reviewing it feels that it doesn't have the qualifications needed, bam. Or if the hiring manager looks at it and feels that you don't have the qualifications necessary, again, Right, especially as it ties to that specific position. At that level, exactly. And then the last question I think here is, uh, what is a career revolving door? Uh, so this is something interesting also specifically in government where a person can be at one grade level, they can go out and work in the private sector to get more experiences and skills, and then come back into government at a higher grade level because they earn so many uh, skills and abilities while they were outside of government as well. So if you're at a point in your career where you're thinking to yourself, you know, 
Am I going to wait another five years to get to this point, another three years to get to that point? This is a strategy that honestly, I personally had taken advantage of and actually you did as well. Karen has a great career story. <laughs> but um, that doesn't mean that uh, you can't share some of these same strategies as well. I'd like to share a couple of these for you. Um, Ashley, thank you so much for your comment. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, so there we go, Karen. It's just about uh, 6.30. Uh, I know we only have the 30 minutes here, but... It's about that time. About that time. I'm curious, what are your closing thoughts about uh, what got you here and what get you there? Take a step back and grow and learn and get out of that comfort zone. There you go. Very wise words from a very awesome person. Thank you guys so much for joining us for this week's Gov Geeks Assemble podcast and show. We air this every Thursday at 6 o'clock where we go live for this show. And uh, the YouTube video and the podcast is released on Monday to set your week off right. Again, I am Javier. Yeah, we are the, the Gov Geeks. Geeks. And we very much appreciate your time. Thank you for your service. Thank you.